to Campfire Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome campers to this week's Fireside Chat. I'm going to run through a couple quick announcements and then we'll get to this week's guest. First off, Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. Choose the tier that best suits your preference and get access to exclusive and discounted merch, behind the scenes looks at the writing and editing process, and two weekly shows, Lights Out and Midweek Weird. We also have a few monthly shows coming down the pipe, so definitely stay tuned for that. In addition to all that, you also get uh, monthly swag bags, which are pretty cool. Stickers, buttons, etc. So what are you waiting for? Get over there. If you want the whole world to know that you're a diehard camper, go find the link in the episode's description or go through our link tree on all of our socials and check out our merch store. Stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs... Fantastic designs from great artists like Jonathan Dodd and Easton Hawk. While you're in that link tree, tap on the Discord button and come join the community that we're building. Our Discord is a place where we can connect with all of you on a more personal level, so get over there and join the fun. Now, on to this week's guest. This week we had the great pleasure of sitting down with 14 folk artist extraordinaire Cassie Marazon. We had a fascinating chat about her personal approach to the immortalization of creatures of cryptozoology through artwork, her personal quest to find new and exciting mediums, and a three-legged forest walrus that may or may not be living right in the forests of central Ohio. So strap in for a wild ride with one of our new favorite artists. All right, Cassie, first off, thank you so much for doing the show. I'm super excited that you're here. Um... You're welcome, and I'm very excited. A little bit nervous, but it's not too bad this time. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Um, yeah, I've I've wanted to have you on for a while, and you know we had a couple a couple calendar issues, um, but finally making it happen. So I'm excited. I'm I'm gonna start with a big question for okay. you. Okay. Um, like, so what I'm curious about is what art is for you like what space does art occupy in your life so basically I would do it all day every day if I could because it just gets you out of the adult the adult responsibilities like there's you just sit there you get lost in your own mind in your own imagination and you can do whatever you want and then you're just stress free and it's like, even yeah. if people are talking to you, it goes in one ear and out the other ear, and you're just in your own little world until you finish. I won't move for yeah. hours until I finish something. Like, it's crazy. That's awesome. Um, that's kind of one of the things I, I really like about your work is, like like you mentioned, like, you can do whatever you want. And I feel like you're sort of like a risk taker with your art. I'm like, it's clear that, like... <laughs> Yeah, that you just do whatever you want to do that day is what you're going to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I Yeah, and I love that. I love that you're not, like, overly concerned with, like, well, I have to abide by this aesthetic that I always... You know what I mean? Like, your work is eclectic. It's Oh, I'll 
throw every bright color I could find together, texture it, throw bleach on it. It doesn't matter. Like, just gonna try it. Yeah. If I think it's gonna turn out good, I'm gonna try it. That's like, awesome. Like all those big yeah. canvases that I painted, we redid my work, which is a pizza restaurant. So they had all these like old, ugly Italian canvases that were huge on the walls. So when my boss, like we repainted the place and he took them all down, he was going to throw them away. I'm like, ah, can I have those? And I just repainted over all of them. Did my own thing because those canvases are expensive, especially that big. Yeah. <laughs> they were huge. Yeah. that Yeah, that's awesome. So you just, did you incorporate what was there behind it at all? Or the textures I did. Did you just, okay. Yeah, so if there was like the comic book Mothman one I did, like the whole mm-hmm. scenery and the buildings were all painted in and they all had a texture so they were raised so I just kept all that and painted over it in different colors and then put my own drawing in the middle oh that's so, awesome yeah I tried to use it a lot <laughs> that's cool that's like it's almost multimedia without being multimedia right, right. <laughs> yeah that's cool you know whatever you want to um, do that day if someone says something I mean okay I can do something with that <laughs> Yeah. Has the response to your work been mostly positive? Oh yeah. I haven't yeah. I haven't heard anything bad about it. At least nobody wants to tell me if, if they don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah. But if That's, they don't like pop- it, I don't really care because I obviously do. It's all hanging yeah. up in my house, so That's fair. Right? Yeah. I um I really liked the um you were doing the wood burning. Yes. for a minute and that right? is so um, hard <laughs> yeah it yeah i've i don't I, I don't even know how to explain it like i would sketch it out on the wood and then sit there and do it all in one sitting because i can't get up if i'm in the middle of something but yeah. my hand hurt so bad after i would finish one but they turned out yeah. like amazing <laughs> yeah for my first one i was like wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, it's it's such a cool concept too. If because I think you were go, you were doing like the lumberjack legends, yeah, right? Those those type of creatures, yeah. Which is like a perfect. That's a perfect medium for that. Oh yeah, I love it. And I have eighty four lumberjack critters drawn right now. So wow. to transfer them onto wood, I mean, I've got time. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. Right. If you plan on doing that, right. And now that the is tornado it, went through my house, I have lots of wood. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Um, is it that the wood burner is just so much heavier than than it's a just, utensil you'd normally be doing it with, or is it so, just the like slow mo? How slow it moves? No, it's more of like the size of it because like a pencil is just like a straight like a straight piece that you're holding onto. Right. This the bottom of it where I would usually hold my pencil is the part that's hot. So I have to oh. like wrap my hand around like the top that's like a bigger piece and it just like cramps up that the palette right below your thumb. Yeah. Like and it hurts after an hour. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. I was gonna say I imagined it would be like tattooing, but that sounds worse than with yeah, using a tattoo machine. You, I mean you can touch the bottom of the tattoo yeah. <laughs> but you can't touch the bottom of the wood burner because it's gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah. And I that, definitely burned myself a couple times, but I would imagine. 
took yeah. my hand off pretty quick, so it was okay. <laughs> I really liked it though. I thought I thought that was cool, and I'd never seen anyone in the um, in like the cryptid artist scene. I'd never seen anyone do those before. So well, that's a I big that thing really to nice. you because I asked you and you said that'd be cool. So I tried it and it was good. So yeah. thank you, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I I was just excited by it. Like the concept, it just—it's so fitting when you're talking about like the Go Row and the mm-hmm. like, even like the Jackalope and you know the stuff that comes directly from Lumberjack lore. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's perfect. It's I perfect. found these like just like regular wooden boxes at Walmart, so I stained them and put like flannel liner in them and wrote on the top of them in like different like Mod Pods some scratch book paper on there. That said mm-hmm. lumberjack lore, and I filled them with 10 different prints of like lumberjack creatures. So there's 10 different nice. ones in the lumberjack box, which those turned out pretty cool too. Yeah. I, don't know, I just like trying new things, different things all the time. It's like That's I have cool. scatterbrain. I mean, the best artists do, right? But I like, always finish something before I start something else. <laughs> yeah. Which make which sets you apart from like 90% of the people who dabble <laughs> in art. You know what I mean? Because right. I personally, I'm a dabbler when it comes mm-hmm. to when it comes to physical art, visual art. Um, I like I grew up drawing and painting and doing like I don't know. I was super into like pointillism and all that stuff. But by the time I became an adult and even well mid teen years, really, when I started playing music, it became mm. like something I just dabbled in. And now I've been like playing around with getting back into it for no other reason than the fact that it would be really nice to have someone to design shirts for our podcast for free. Right. You know what I mean? That's the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be great. So where did the where did the paranormal come in for you? Like was is that something you've always been interested in or is that something that kind of found you later in life? I've pretty I, I've pretty much always been interested in it, just because. I, see, my little one John, he's the same as me. Like, if it gets your imagination going, it's like the coolest thing ever. So, I've always been interested in Bigfoot and ghosts, like that side, like just things everyone would know about when they're little sure. and growing up. I haven't. I just started, like, probably two, three years ago into, like, everything else in the cryptid category. Yeah. Because no one knows about a lot of these things. So it's yeah. not just, like, random everyday conversations. Right. Now it is, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Once you got yourself into a community of weirdos. Right. <laughs> now it's, yeah. Now I can be a yeah. weirdo, and I found my place among them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. Right. Have have you had have you had any experiences? So okay. We we have a tire shop in Millersburg. Like my fiance's family, they own a tire shop. And it's decently big, but we don't nobody works on Sundays. There's no one in the buildings on Sundays. His security camera went off for like a motion detector on his phone, so he looked at it. And at the desk in one of the buildings, you could clearly see, like, a white mist of someone sitting in this chair 
and like the stack of papers, just someone flipping through the papers like that were on the desk. And wow. like we saw, we all saw it. Like the three boys, Brandon and me, we all saw this video and we were like, what is going on? <laughs> but there That's was crazy. someone in the chair. And then cryptid wise, no, no experiences, sadly. But one of the kids swears he saw like a three-legged walrus in the woods in Ohio one day and <laughs> scared wow. the crap out of him. <laughs> he drew a picture for me and everything. <laughs> that's a, wow. That's I wild. I don't know what a it would be. <laughs> me neither. Did you say but, it was in Ohio? Yeah. Well, that makes deer sense. hunting <laughs> and he was like dead set staring in one position and he wouldn't like move his eyes. So he wouldn't grab his binoculars or anything. Because he said there was just this, it looked like a black walrus with tusk, and it only had three legs, and it was just sitting on a log, staring at him in the woods. And then Whoa. when he looked down to grab his binoculars, and he looked back up, it was gone. And he was like, Brandon said he was scared. <laughs> and he's wow. very adamant that he saw this, and told everybody, and drew a picture of it, <laughs> It looked like a three-legged walrus. <laughs> That's crazy. No clue. How, how old be. was he? He's twelve. It was just this year. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's. I mean, if you're gonna see something that damn weird, of course it's gonna be in Ohio. Right. Everything. <laughs> Ohio and West Virginia. Like we yeah. have weird stuff everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of your kids one of my favorite things that you do is that you post a lot of artwork that you do with your kids and you post artwork that they that your kids have done oh like, yeah are are your kids into the weird stuff with you oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah that's awesome how how did um like how has that gone like introducing them to it they just took right to it yeah so john john's probably the one that's like into doing research the most and he started his own TikTok so he can explain cryptids to people through like the kids point of view and then Mm -hmm. Owen's like definitely into Bigfoot and Hunter's more like Greek mythology like he likes the Kraken and like stuff like that that he doesn't want to put the time into doing research on stuff but if he learns it in school like yeah he knows everything about it Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, they like going to like the events and everything and seeing everything and talking to everybody. So yeah. it's fun. Yeah, that's awesome. My I can't I aside from my oldest, I can't I can't really get any of them into it. They're just like, nah, that's dad stuff. Is that the one with the really good hair? Yeah. Yeah. That he the, posted that yeah. he just had a birthday. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah kid's got magical hair he does <laughs> i don't my brother-in-law has that same hair and like he got it straight from my wife's side and got so lucky because i have like <laughs> stick straight mouse brown hair that does nothing and looks like nothing and yeah there's a and lot of it grows, though <laughs> yeah he grows these like i don't know i can't even describe it it's like somewhere between curly and wavy, but it right. like just he, enough to he like looks like a surfer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just constant volume. And yeah. you know, he's fourteen, so like he's 
greasy and weird like <laughs> every 14 year old boy on earth right yeah but like i swear that kid could not wash his hair for a month not that he actually has but he could mm-hmm. and his hair would still be like all volume see that's what every woman wants in her life right? it's just to have volume hair <laughs> yeah all the time i'm i mean my wife's hair is like that too it's it's crazy Hers isn't quite as curly as his is, but yeah, he's the one with good hair. Right. (laughs) There's always one. (laughs) He's really into the stuff. Like, and he's like my history nerd too. Okay. Which is off. Um, because that's like my thing is Mm. history. That's where I, that's how I like got into all this stuff. Okay. Was through, through the history. Um, but he like listens to hardcore history podcasts and, all that stuff like he'll sit and listen to like four hours on world war one and That's like awesome so he's really into the like the deep research stuff oh and like reading all the books like on all the wars and soldiers and thing like he he's definitely america right <laughs> that kid yeah. is 100 <laughs> percent american <laughs> he has That's the like, mullet yeah. and he wears the jorts <laughs> nice. and <laughs> yep yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So we talked a little bit beforehand about um, the clubhouse panel that you were a part of recently, and it was your first one. And I just wanted to like talk to you a little bit about how that was since it was your first time. Super uh, nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. 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 I. Like I like I had said before off mic, like I honestly thought you stole the show, that you had like the best presentation of the night, and everyone in the chat was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like we weren't like because you'd never been there before, and right. we're like, "Wow, we were not I expecting know some that." Things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not that we had low expectations or anything, but people do get very shaky and kind of awkward when they're when it's their first few times, you know, and you're. I know you're saying that you were nervous, but it didn't show. It I, definitely not. I had my notes in front of me. I had it all wrote out. Like each part, like I would, I had like four drafts of this or whatever I was going to say. Like I went over it and over it. And yeah. then I heard my voice crack twice. And I'm <laughs> like a 33 year old mom. I didn't know my voice could crack. So I was like, right. okay, <laughs> slow down a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, Greg was great. He gave me like words of encouragement, like days up to it, just because he knew mm-hmm. it was my first one. Yeah. So it, I mean, it was just nervous to not be able to see anybody or anybody respond to you while you're talking. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's the worst part of it. When yeah. you're, it's that app is great when you're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. But when I have to give like a five or 10 minute presentation, it really is like there's no feedback until yeah. you're finished. There's it kind of like seems like you're talking to yourself. So mm-hmm. if you stop and go do your own thing, it's okay. But then you're like, no, I can't. Like there's actually yeah. people on here listening to me. <laughs> yeah. When we did that, um, the Cryptid March Madness thing, we, had, we also had a time limit. Mm-hmm. And so there was no room for like wandering you know like none so and i'm used to doing the podcast i've gotten used to like i know how many words is for my like speech speed 
I know how many words I need to write to get to a certain time, mm-hmm. you know, amount of time. And I wrote it out basically, it was a 10 minute time limit, and I wrote it to where I would have like nine minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah, you were like, you used up the most time, didn't you? If I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah. Of our <laughs> yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got real close. And, but there was, I stumbled over a few words and had to go back and I used up like every, I think right as I was finishing, I like took a breath and then I heard Greg's little timer go off. <laughs> like It was right there. Um, but yeah, that app's a little nerve wracking, but, but I thought you killed it. Well, thank it was, you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to you being on more of those panels. I would love to. It was just, okay, so this was another thing. Like, when everybody else finished and people could comment, like, I was afraid to comment because I didn't want to cut somebody else off who was going to speak, and I didn't know when anybody was done, and it was just like, I was like, okay, I have to get used to this. Yeah, yeah. And then There's going some... back and forth through the chat, too, and you're trying to read that while you pay attention to everything else. And <laughs> Yep, yeah. There's There are definitely some... There's always some weird dead space mm-hmm. where, like, no one's quite sure if the person's done talking yet or not. And also, Greg, I love him to death, and he's a great host. But so often when someone finishes, there's just this weird long pause. And then he's like, oh, sorry, I, I had gotten off the app. <laughs> it's like, man, come on. Get in there. Um, yeah, so there's definitely, like, a learning curve. To, yeah. to using it's Clubhouse. It's definitely different. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think that's why people like it so much, because it's like a novel concept. Right. You know, it, it's not like, you know, Instagram. when Instagram came out, it was like, oh, it's like Facebook, but with it's just pictures. And then they're mm. like, oh, TikTok and Vine, that's like just videos. But it was just parts of, parts of things you already knew about. You right. know what I mean? But when yeah. this one came out, it was like, this isn't something anyone's doing right and it's really cool because you can like it's basically like a virtual version for anyone who doesn't know what clubhouse is it's basically a virtual version of a seminar of like going to see a panel at a convention right because you have the stage with the panelists and then you have the audience and the audience can raise their hand and ask questions or come up on the panel and it's it's really great for networking too if i've met so many podcasters through there and that's like how i kind of got close with people in this niche was through mm-hmm. clubhouse so yeah it's 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 a great time and i love I having like artists I'm not on it and then i can just listen to everybody because yeah if you're not on the panel then you don't have to worry about ever turning your mic on so it's like the yeah. best thing yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like zero stress. Right. <laughs> zero worries. Yeah. And although with Greg, if you do enough panels, if you show up to an audience, he you do ha- kind of have to have to half worry that he'll be like, "Hey Cassie, you want to come up?" I can see Greg doing that. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like um I don't know if you were you um around when Jeremiah was running a lot of them? Um I listened to a few from Jeremiah, but not from the beginning, no. Okay. Because his were a little less structured. Mm-hmm. Like, 
a lot of the ones that cryptocasters do, the panelists like prepare okay. things for them, right? And but the way Jeremiah ran it, really, it was more like a, a conversation. Like he okay. would pick a topic, or the group would pick a topic, and every everyone would come and we'd just talk about it. Because I noticed um, like. Greg always has the playback on, but Jeremiah, if you're not listening to it, then you can't re-listen to it. Yep. So I haven't heard anything from like the beginning yeah. when Jeremiah started them. He has a couple that he actually posted as episodes of Bigfoot Society. Okay. Um, from from way back, and I fully recommend going all the way back to the very beginning of Bigfoot Society. Okay. If you ever get the chance, if you oh, yeah. like, man, it's. Because he started that podcast, and the first like ten episodes are just him talking to himself, like <laughs> into his phone while he drives Uber. Oh, I'm definitely going back to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, that's it's amazing. And like two years later, he's interviewing like Jeff Meldrum and all right. these like, <laughs> and that's what he turned that into. It blows Every my mind. Week, someone like big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he has, like, people like Ken Gerhard and all these, like... You know, the same people that are, like, headlining these festivals yeah. are making time to come and talk to him on his show. And it... Man, it's awesome. It is. Yeah. He's got... He has, like, a great network for everything. Like, started TikTok, yep. and then he's making, like... I don't even know how many videos a day he posts. <laughs> so many. Right. So many. <laughs> Yeah. He's so cool though. I feel- like I ordered stuff off its Etsy page and he like I ordered like four t-shirts and a one sticker and I asked him like can you just write a note to John so he knows it's from you he'll feel like super special. And he was like, "Yeah, of course." He sent like a whole bag of stickers with this note for John and it was like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah I think is incapable of being mean. Right. <laughs> like, it's just not, he doesn't have it in him to be rude to anyone. But no one can be mean to him. So it's just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, doesn't have it to works be. both ways. Yeah. Yeah. He's honestly, I think, and I've talked about this on the show before, but like, he's probably the nicest human being I've ever met. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. He, once on a podcast, he, I think he was on, on Wednesdays, we talk weird. Um, Asher's, her show. Oh and, wow! Did he 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 doesn't have a potty mouth or anything, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was a very foreign environment for him. I think I believe it. And, yeah, and he was trying to give an example of someone being mean <laughs> to someone, and he couldn't even come up with an example. He, like his example was like, "Oh, you believe in Bigfoot? How about not?" <laughs> That was his version of being mean to someone. That's the best thing ever. It was, yeah, it was adorable. (laughs) It's great. It's great. It is. He's going to be at CryptidCon this year, though, so I can't wait to actually, like, meet him. (laughs) Yeah, same here. Same here. We'll actually get to meet also. Yes. So that's, that's awesome. We're, I'll I, meet you at CryptoBash before, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a chance that we might not make it to CryptoBash. Oh, Jordan, this okay. year. <laughs> I won't hold yeah. it against you. <laughs> it just, like, honestly, gas prices, 
doubled yeah. how much it was going to cost for us to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it sucks, but it might, because we, we weren't actually signed up for vending. We were just going to mm-hmm. go and hang out. Oh, And okay. since it wasn't like a place where we were going to make money, it, yeah. It, it doesn't really. I, I don't know if we're going to make it. The gas isn't really, like, going for you that way. <laughs> Yeah. No, I get but it. But we will absolutely be at Cryptid Con, and we're going to awesome. try super hard to be at the Mothman Festival. Yeah, I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> There's just so yeah. many I've been to this year. <laughs> See, we it's haven't like an we haven't done. Once you get started, you like have to go to all of them. <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of. That's yeah. <laughs> honestly, that's what I'm afraid of. That's what um, Jeremiah is going to get into too, because it's his first Cryptid Con, and I'm like, you're not going to stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's so like you don't think of Iowa being way out there, mm-hmm. but he's so much farther from all those spots in like Kentucky and West oh, Virginia yeah. than yeah, because we're it in up Indiana. For the and, visitor, it's, and it's like nine hours away from me. Yeah, yeah, it's eight and a half for us. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's far. <laughs> yeah, because. I mean, we're in Indiana, so that's like perfectly located. Like we're pretty much dead center in all of these, you know, spots. Yeah. All the Ohio ones, the West Virginia, even isn't mm-hmm. bad. Um, yeah, like even Cryptid Bash is still, I think, five five and a half hours away from my house. See, it's only two and a half for us. Really? <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. and a half. <laughs> yeah, two and a half okay. hours. <laughs> And then, like, um, CryptidCon is in Lexington, right? Kentucky. Yes. That's only that's less than three hours. Yeah, that's for us. It was probably like four and a half last year when we went. It wasn't bad. Yeah, but gas wasn't five fifty a gallon either. So, <laughs> right? Are you guys? You guys are in Ohio? Yes. Okay. Are you like Appalachian Ohio or like Flatland Ohio? We are in Millersburg, so we are straight in Amish country. Oh, and okay. Brandon, is that like Appalachian, Ohio, or like flat Ohio? Or Sorry, he's sitting right next to me. It's okay. <laughs> he said, I don't know, middle Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like central, central yeah. Ohio. Yeah, right on. So, yeah, Ohio's big, a big state, though. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, there's a lot. Because yeah. the part of Ohio that I've been to a ton, being from mm-hmm. Indiana, being from Indiana with a dad in the 90s, I grew up every Sunday was like a trip across the state line for beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> because we couldn't buy beer on Sundays in Indiana mm-hmm. back then. Um, but that's the part of Ohio I'm used to, which basically okay. just looks exactly like Indiana. Right. Which is just flat. You have like, to cross the bridge still and everything, though. Like, oh, I can see I some mean, water. <laughs> Most most of it's not. Really? You don't even cross okay. a bridge. Yeah, you just <laughs> one county road turns just the street sign color changes. All right, <laughs> and that's it. Um, but yeah, because Indiana is like living on a big sheet of construction paper. Like mm. there's nothing, and we you know knock down every tree yeah. to plant corn. So okay, well that sounds somewhat like Ohio too. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. It's pretty boring. Yeah. Do you have um? What's your favorite Ohio cryptid? Uh, well, I like the Loveland Frogman because he has a wand. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, that's Absolutely. a lot of imagination, Harry Potter stuff. So, 
Yeah, a little bit of whimsy. I'm more like Fantastic Beast when I think of Loveland Frogman. Yeah. <laughs> like he just comes out of a suitcase every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. He's laughing at uh, me. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. I love like thinking about the Loveland Frogman like like Mr. Toad. Like you oh, might yeah. occasionally catch him in a top hat. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I kind of, um, I like the story of the Kirkland melon heads just because you don't ever hear about them. But yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a super weird one. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, I was doing some research on it. There's like two different stories. One, it was like Dr. Crow's fault. The other one, Dr. Crow was an awesome human. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you don't know what you're going to get depending on who you ask. <laughs> The, the the stories that come from like I don't know they they feel more real you know what I mean when like when you get stories about like this was the result of some bizarre medical practice or mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it has like a grounded backstory right um, yeah I feel like that's a lot more impactful well Did, it's um, because you see all these like asylums on these tv shows and they tell you all this horrible stuff that was done to people and you're like wow that could actually have happened yeah yeah it's i mean everyone's seen those like terrifying old photos of people you know walking around those old asylums and like the random wheelchair going in the hallway like creepy yes no yeah (laughs) i have a friend actually he's that I met through my wife um, that collects like antique medical stuff mm. like medical instruments and like old um, the old glass like medication bottles and the stuff but, that you look at and you're like wow I'm glad I'm from this time <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um, the stuff that looks like torture devices yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um but he has a I'm trying to think of what that asylum is in Indiana. It's like they actually have a festival there, a paranormal festival in the is old it asylum. <sighs> no. Can't um, remember what's in Indiana. Rockville Asylum. Okay. And it's they do the ISS convention. It's like Indiana State Sanitarium Convention. Okay. Um but he has he went there for a for some kind of you know he might have been actually doing like an investigation there okay um and he somehow managed to smuggle out a wheelchair <laughs> that he found in this crazy this old abandoned asylum i think this was before they were doing like you have to pay $200 to investigate here okay all that shit that i hate yeah um so it was like legit urban exploration when he was doing it. But he has this and it's terrifying. I mean I would never take anything from their home with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has a room full of stuff that he's taken from weird places. And I'm yeah, like, no. what are you doing to yourself? <laughs> like I would be like old... I would talk myself into a ghost being in my house if I brought something yep. from one of those places home with me. Same here. I'd be like creating tulpas left and right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And they wouldn't be good but he, ones. <laughs> right. Not at all. He, um, but what freaked me out extra was he won't, he won't even wipe the cobwebs off of it. Yeah, no. Like it still has the cobwebs 
between the like wheel spokes and stuff. He's had oh. it for years. And uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Super creepy. I, I love this stuff, but it scares me. <laughs> same here. You know, like I'm I'm fascinated by it, but I like it being at arm's distance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not one of those guys who wants to see Bigfoot close up. Yeah, no. Like no thank no. you. I I remember if I being could terrified get away of easily. Yeah, cool. I'll look at it. <laughs> sure. I would love to spot Bigfoot from like 200 yards away. Yeah. Binoculars cool and Yeah. A non-grainy exactly. camera, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But like I remember being terrified of like gorillas in the zoo when I was a kid. Like I don't and that was, you know, like big. 80 90 feet away. Exactly. Yeah. And if Bigfoot is the way that people describe it, then then he puts gorillas to shame. Right. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't want to see that close up. No, not at all. It blows my mind that there are people out there looking for Dogman. Yeah, never. Yeah, yeah, never. I have a Newfoundland, and he's like 170 pounds. He's huge. If I saw him standing on two legs walking toward me, no, I'm just going to pee myself right there. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, not doing exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Newfies, that's like one of my dream breeds. I would love to have a Newfoundland. He's a giant lap dog. He thinks yeah. he's like a Chihuahua. <laughs> that's awesome. We um, we had a Great Dane for a long time, and like we're definitely we've kind of transitioned to being cat people. But okay. But we because um, my wife works in a vet clinic, so we've accumulated quite a few cats <laughs> over the okay. last couple of years <laughs> but like we're definitely big dog people like, yeah we have Hank he's huge and then we have pigs and sheep and we have cows but they're not at our house because we don't have room for them but yeah we got a lot fair my kids the kids do 4-H so it's fair animals <laughs> nice yeah I have a friend who who has like a small farm and it blows my mind how different like daily life is when you it, have like those kind of animals to care for. It's like from the middle of August until March, everything's relaxed, and then March comes and the animals start coming, and it's so busy. Like it's just crazy. It's like having yeah. five more kids. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I yeah. I bet. Did you say you had goats? Sheep or yes. no? Sheep. Okay. Gotcha. We want the little pygmy goats for like our own to have them running around all the time, but we haven't got that far yet. We're we're gonna keep building on. <laughs> nice, nice. And I want one of those fuzzy cows, the Scottish Highlanders. Yeah. Who wouldn't want a fuzzy cow? <laughs> yeah, those are, are the they're the ones that have like the fur that covers yes. their eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's pretty awesome. They look like a like a big sheep dog. Yes. Yeah. It's probably as big as my dog if I get the little one. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so the Loveland Frogman is your favorite Ohio cryptid. Yes. Nice. I um, have you heard um, the Cryptonaut podcast? They did like a super in depth, like three episodes in a row on the like. The super in-depth backstory for the Loveland no, sightings. No, I have not. Oh man, I mean, it's, yeah, I should now. <laughs> yeah, 
It's great because it was their very first episode. I think they okay. covered the Loveland Frogman, but it was de- it was very like um, cursory. Okay. Like they just they kind of just like went over the normal story everyone hears. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but they did some like serious research. There's like a huge like web of stuff that went on with the people who were in those old old school UFO organizations were like and it connects stuff like the Hopkinsville goblins gets oh, connected so they to did it like and a very yeah. in-depth story and actually put research in and just yeah. copy and paste things okay yeah <laughs> definitely Which listen is awesome. to that one then <laughs> thank you yeah no problem yeah that's that's my kind of podcast right I, that copy and paste wikipedia article stuff drives me nuts yeah, it's the same thing you hear over and over and over again. <laughs> and I've heard you explain your research that you put into your episodes, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to actually have to do some research for this uh, clubhouse thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have one coming up um, next Thursday. By the time this episode comes out, it will have already happened. But like, I'm actually very um, interested in this one. <laughs> Yeah, the window areas. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm covering a a cave in Greece that it's the place where they quarried the stone to build the Parthenon in Greece, and it like and there's a an old monastery built into the cave now. Like after they quarried all the rock out, they built uh they basically carved a monastery out of the stone. Hmm. And like it's wild. It's everything you could possibly imagine has been experienced there. Like See, every so that's something I've never thing. heard of before. So I'm definitely interested in learning whatever I can about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I'm excited. Oh yeah, because we're that was kind of our goal. As like you know, you get like a group chat beforehand, and everyone talks about what they're going to cover and mm. all that, and. We're like, we should all cover something that doesn't get talked about. Oh, yeah, that's the you know, best so, ones. Yep. So we're doing window areas, and we're no one's talking about Skinwalker Ranch. And Good. You know what I mean? Like, no one's yeah. talking about the stuff that everyone is always talking about. So, not that there isn't crazy mystery to be had at Skinwalker Ranch, but... We've just all heard the stories, you know? Did you happen to listen to the one that Pat and Asher's just did on Wednesdays We Talk Weird about Skinwalker Ranch? Mm-mm. I haven't. So, I th- it was... Okay, so Pat had this, like, theory that they know when they're being videoed, so they don't have to, like, do crazy things if they don't want to. Because You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. that kind of makes sense. <laughs> Like, if this, they're like, that intelligent, like, yeah, they know. <laughs> yeah, this, like, sort of petulant teenager version of UFOs. Right. And they're just like, messing with us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, there is that, like, trickster element that people have always associated with with the phenomenon. You know, that mm-hmm. even going back to, like, fairy lore and all that. Like, oh, there's yeah. definitely a, a trickster element to it. Yep. So, yeah, that tracks for sure. So, okay, before we wrap up, can you tell the audience where to find you, um, what to look forward to, anything you're working on? So, you probably can find me 
all the time on Instagram. It's at Cassie's Land, and it's artwork and my kids and their cryptid stories and just like the basic human thing mixed with a lot of colors yeah. pretty much and yeah um i don't do facebook i don't do twitter uh i have an etsy shop cassie's cryptid land and next year i have i'm gonna do ohio bigfoot conference in salt fork on May 6th, and then I'm going to have a vendor table at Monster Fest, the small town monsters one in Canton, Ohio yes. on June 3rd. Nice. But I'll definitely be hanging out at Crypto Bash, CryptoCon. Pretty much I'm addicted to them, so I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Also, if anyone wants to find Cassie and all of her links, they'll be in the show notes. That's awesome. See, that's easy. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. This is awesome. Ton Thanks of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Anytime. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. Have a good night. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week. And it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. It's there you will find bonus content behind the scenes. We're just keeping up on our day to day and maybe some swag along the way. It is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you. So please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook at campfire T-O-T-S-A-U on Twitter. And you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Show your support. Buy a shirt. Buy a sticker. Buy a blanket. Buy a pillow. Anything that you want to rep Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. And that's it. Until next time. I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers... Stay weird. And trust in the unknown.